Castian finally overcomes the environmental dangers of Doran to find the lost Separatist treasure ship, the Slicer's Folly. Will luck be on his side as he claims his salvage and escapes the hostile planet, or will he too be lost on Doran? The storms of Doran continue to rage around you, Castian. You're going through this wilderness essentially blind at this point, hoping that the Twi'lek mercenaries follow your advice and are not, in fact, following you. But you don't really have any way of being sure of that at this point. Castian is going to try to move at least 10 minutes away from where he was attacked before he looks around to try to find a on-cropping, a rock, anything that would provide shelter for him, just briefly. There's an extremely low outcropping of rock. You actually discover it because your knee bangs into it. And when you look down, you can see that the storm has pushed sand over top of this rock outcropping, but there is an indent beneath it that has not been filled in with sand yet. Castian's going to fall to his knees and try to scoop out as much sand as he can to get himself as low as possible. And as soon as he does, he's going to tear off his backpack and begin uh, rummaging through it. He's looking for his medical pack. You have it. He's tearing it open, and in there, there's back to patches, there's injectors, and he's just grabbing a collection of everything. He's like slamming an injector against his leg, firing away, slapping a patch down on it. Right now, he's just doing as much as he can to fix some of his wounds that he took during that last fight. And with the use of stim packs, the first one is going to heal five wounds, the second one would heal four, third one heals three, so on and so forth. If you were to use six, that last one would be useless. Uh, I'm only going to use actually two for now, and that rush of Bacta and medicine and painkillers just goes through Castian's body and he leans back and takes a labored breath through that rebreather of his. But he's feeling okay. He actually takes, it looks like a small glue gun from inside the pack, and he begins like filling some of his wounds that he got, some blaster marks with this pink goo that sizzles as it touches his skin and kind of starts burning it closed. And he lets out a, like, a, a groan of pain, but bites his tongue until it passes. And then he's tossing the spent foam gun to the side. Then he pushes everything back into his pack, stands up, and he starts again marching towards that location in his mental map. The storm continues to rage another 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe. Time is a little difficult to track. And then as suddenly as it came upon you, it stops. The sand that had been kicked up into the air literally begins to rain down on you as the winds come to a sudden halt. Castian stops and rolls his head back, and it's almost like he's accepting the fact that he's getting rained on and almost rejoicing that he's getting rained on, but instead of rain, it's dirt. And then he's going to uh, wipe off his visor and look around for any sign of where he's at right now. Give me a perception check. A difficulty? Hard. Two failures and one threat. You've never been familiar with the topographical map of Doran. I think that's pretty safe to say. And especially after such a ravaging storm as you've just been through, even if you'd had a map, it would be completely unfamiliar as so much has shifted. It's a little like when a hurricane crashes into a beach and after the storm passes, the erosion has completely changed that beach. 
So you don't really have anything to compare it to as you're looking around and you're seeing some of the scrubby trees, some outcroppings of rock. Nothing is quite matching that map that you had previously. And as you're looking around trying to get your bearings, you do see a massive hulk in the distance, maybe another 10, 15 minute walk. There's still enough dirt in the air that it's kind of obscuring it, almost like a haze. But as you're looking at that hulk that you think is in the direction that you wanted to travel, you also see up above you a ship entering the atmosphere. It's not about to land and is heading back towards the capital city, but you recognize an Imperial transport ship when you see one. Oh, no, 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 Castian mumbles as he's pulling out his communicator and hoping that since the storm's passed, he can get a signal through. You are able to get a signal through, but it's weak. Jane, uh, Jane, this is uh, Gorin. Do you read? Yes, sir. It is difficult to make the transmission. Listen, I just noticed an Imperial cruiser entering the atmosphere of Doran. I need you to get out. I can't understand. Imperials are coming. I understand you really have difficult time. No, the Imperials. Imperial cruisers are on their way. You need to get out of there now. And a sharp buzzing crackle comes from your communicator. Castian turns away from the wreckage or the wreckage in the distance and starts marching back towards the town. But then he realizes there is no way he's going to make that journey before that Imperial cruiser gets there. So he spins around and then looks for a higher place to send a signal. And he spots that hulking mass in the distance. And he is actually going to be using the force to speed himself up. He's going to be running as fast as he can to get to that hulking mass of metal. Make an athletics roll. You can add your force die. And as I said, the terrain here is very open. So this is a simple task. There is no difficulty die added in. I got two successes, three advantages, and a dark side point. So are you choosing to draw upon the force as a matter of fact? Uh, No, Castian, since he's succeeding right now, um, he's... No, actually, no. It's not even my choice if I'm going to be using the dark side at this point. I'm afraid. Castian can't help but draw on that fear to push him forward. So Castian's absolutely using the dark side, not even intentionally. He's not angry. He's scared. I like it. So to take a point of conflict, but I like it. No, absolutely. So Castian... Unknown to him is absolutely using the dark side of the force to push himself to go faster, even though he doesn't need to. So what would have been a 10 to 15 minute journey on foot is shortened to five minutes. You are just skipping across this open expanse. The camera pulls back wide to show a very tiny figure of Castian moving with, of course, inhuman speed towards what is, in fact, the rusted out hulk of the Slicer's Folly. But we also see, and Castian does not yet because Castian did not succeed at his perception check, is there's also a small figure already perched on the Slicer's Folly. Castian, as you mentioned, that you are so driven by fear running towards this hulk, you're not really trying to be careful as you are approaching it. You looked around, you didn't see any problems other than the obvious problem heading back towards Dorshan. So as you are running, it is 
at the very last minute that you see a figure on top of the slicer's folly, and now I need you to roll me a daunting resilience check. Okay, I'm actually going to spend two of my destiny points to upgrade two of my green dice into yellow dice. Thank God for those yellows, I got two successes and two threats. At the very last second, Castian, the lizard part of your brain registers that there is a person on top of the Slicer's Folly, and that person looks up at you and is wearing a rebreather over his mouth, but his eyes are uncovered. They are cybernetic eyes, and you see some kind of telltale warning flash before an optical flare goes off you're able to duck down and close your eyes before you take the full blast of them, but you are going to have a setback die for the rest of this encounter, as even through closed eyes, you have a little bit of that dazzle burn through your eyelids. So Castian, even though he's able to throw up his arms just in time to cover some of this blast, his foot catches on a root and he just kind of falls forward and rolls on the ground. Coming to a stop, how far away is he from the ship? Couple of feet. Castian lets out a couple Hutti's curses before he shoots a glance up and just snarls at this figure standing on top of the Slicer's Folly. So who is this person? What does he look like? It's difficult to tell with the protective clothing and the rebreather, but as I said, you can see his eyes, which are completely cybernetic. He's a squat figure, and you can infer from kind of the, the wideness of his face that he's a Seleucian. Stop. This is my find. Oh, really? Did you put a salvage token on it yet? I'll defend it. You'll defend it, really? I think not. Don't you do it. Castian is pulling out his data pad, and he's just scanning for any signs of a salvage token being activated anywhere around here. Is there a signal bouncing off this area, or is it empty? No, stop. This is my find. Stop scanning it. You'll ruin it. As you're scanning, there is no sign of a salvage token. Castian is going to use the force to launch himself up, and he's going to land on top of the Slicer's Folly and approach the man. I warned you. And his eyes begin to glow again. Roll another resilience check. Remember, you have a setback die. I do not believe I actually passed this. <laughs> I got two successes. Nice. But five threats. Wow. Castian, take three more setback die for the rest of this encounter, plus three strain. So I have four setback die for the rest of this encounter. Yes. As you are up close and personal as this optic flare goes off. Now, an optic flare is not a damage-dealing weapon. It is intended to blind its targets. So you're not taking physical damage. This isn't like a blaster that's going off, but obviously it is not good to get a face full of it. Uh, Castian stumbling back, still able to protect most of his eyes, but he's dizzy. And what he does is he's rolling his coat off his shoulders, grabbing it, and he is using the force to throw it at the man so it wraps around his face. I like it. I'm using the force, so that would be my discipline roll. I would have three yellows and then his two purple. Upgrade one of those purple to a red. And then he would. I would also have to do a setback die. Yes. Four of them. And I assume a force die in there as well to make sure you actually generate the force. Two successes, uh, and I got two light side points. So I need to spend a destiny point to actually utilize this, and I also need to spend a strain. Yeah, Castian's jacket wraps around the guy's face. Castian's going to... 
throw down his hand, and the jacket's going to slam down onto the hole of the Slicer's Folly, bringing this guy down with it. No! Castian's going to walk towards him, and then suddenly the guy's going to feel a blade on his neck. Just a vibro blade. No, you let me go. I'm the one that found this. Unfortunately, you didn't put a salvage token. Find us keepers and all that, but don't worry. You did not try to kill me, even though your eyes did a number on me. I will let you live, as a courtesy. But this is mine. I have already begun harvesting for it. Wait, you, you're here for the, the hall? Yes. So you don't care what's inside? I need to recover the plating. There is a market for it. Okay, I'm going to remove the jacket, and if you flash me, I'm going to remove those eyes the most painful way possible. Do you understand? Agreed. Castian is going to pull off his jacket and throw it over his shoulders. Okay, here's the deal. I want what's inside. This token, I say as I pull out my the token that I got from Nero Sawbright, and I hold it up. This claims whatever I find on this ship as mine. I don't want the ship. I don't care about the hull plating. You can start digging up the hull plating all you want, but if you touch the merchandise inside, I will file claims of theft against you from the Miners Guild and the Royal Nabooian Academic University. Stick to just having the hull plating. Do we agree? Is this an intimidation attempt, or are you negotiating? I would like to think it's just a little bit more intense negotiation. I feel like uh, intimidation would be I'm threatening him to go away. I'm offering him a deal here. He gets the hole. Don't touch the stuff inside. All right. Roll me negotiation then versus two red and a purple. Negotiation? Correct. I'm going to use my final point to upgrade one of my greens to a yellow. One failure, three threats, and a triumph. (laughs) Fine. 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 All right. Well, if you excuse me, and Castian pulls out uh, his salvage token and just setting it down and attaching it to this vessel. The salvage token gives a magnetic thunk as it attaches itself to the hull, and you see a series of indicator lights begin to light up, showing that it is broadcasting its hyperspace beacon. The way this works is once a salvage token is activated, a message is sent out to the nearest hyperspace beacon, logging this as a claimed piece of salvage. It's not something that's necessarily actively monitored, except, of course, by people that are actively doing salvage claims, but it's something that you can then go back to as a record, as you're saying, if you need to make a claim of theft or any other legal proceedings to secure this salvage. Castian sees that it's counting down, lets out a sigh of relief, and then he is getting on his communicator as I'm sure this Solstein is going back to his hole. It takes about 10 seconds for the indicator lights to fully count down. And you hear the Solstein kind of sidling away and sliding down the hull of the ship. Castian's standing up and he's pulling out his communicator and activating it. But as he's talking, he's going to be walking towards this Solstein, see what he's up to. Jane, are you there? Jane? Jane, do you read? As you get a little bit of crackling feedback, you see the Seleucians feet hit the dirt on the far side of the Slicer's Folly, where you weren't able to see that he already had a land speeder and a fairly sizable trailer loaded up, not just with hull plating, but obviously some stuff from inside the ship. And he has hopped in the land speeder and he is speeding away. Castian pulls out a blaster and aims it at him. Kill him. 
Castian doesn't fire immediately. He's just aiming at this person as he keeps on getting further and further away, and he's trailing him. The shot could be so easy, and Castian finally just says to himself, It's a small cart, a couple thousand of credits. Fine. Castian is lowering his blaster. And as you lower your blaster, you feel a spike of pain in the back of your head. Not a physical injury, though you put your hand back there to make sure. There's no blood. There's not even a tender spot. But take four strain. Castian lets out a curse and just falls there, holding the back of his head. Feeling almost, it kind of reminds him of when he was a slave and he would disobey someone and they would just beat him. And he grits his teeth before standing up. And he watches as the Celestian continues to take off and just shakes his head. Gorin, are you there? The Jane! Jane, I need you to get out of the starport immediately. There was an Imperial cruiser about to land. And seeing that I found bounty hunters here looking for me, I do not want them to be looking for you. I'm afraid it's too late, sir. They have already stopped all space traffic. Damn it! Is there any way for you to leave the ship and hide amongst Doran? I do not believe that would be a wise move at this point, sir. Currently... Imperial officials are attempting to collect taxes from the business people on Dorshan. I do not wish to be questioned about my financial statement at this time. So they're not showing any signs of stormtrooper buildup around you looking for me? Some of the Imperial officials do have a complement of stormtroopers with them, but they are not actively seeking any individual person. At least, that is not something that they have stated outright. Oh, thank the stars. Okay. Okay, then I can breathe easily. I will stay out here until he checks uh, the read on his uh, canisters. I still got a day or so of air. I can just survive out here on my own. We'll wait for them to leave and I'll come back. The job is done. The beacon has been attached and Nera Solbright's signal has been launched to the closest hyperspace beacon. No, it has not. Excuse me? Sir, I have been monitoring the hyperspace beacons precisely because I wanted to be sure that your mission was carried out successfully. No, no, no. no. I've, I've attacked. Are you telling me this thing's broken? Uh, scan the area for any signals coming from uh, these coordinates to see if any, if it's, it's a partial signal, maybe something's malfunctioning. Hold one moment. Yes, sir. A beacon has been activated within the last five minutes. That, that, that's Nera Solbright's. It is not associated with any known code associated with Nera Solbright's. Find out what code it is associated with. It is not associated with any particular name. Rather, it seems to be registered under Lady Luck GLC. The hell's Lady Luck? According to my databanks, it is a term often used amongst gamblers. I know what Lady Luck is, but what? Oh, you! The hug! Angela, you... (laughs) Cassian is okay. I I think I know what just happened, because Angela has a big grin on her face. The hug! Tell me if I'm wrong, Angela. (laughs) Castian suddenly his eyes go wide as he goes back uh, to the time when he was just leaving the Howling Gundark and Calrissian runs up and gives him a bear hug. But this time the audience sees Calrissian slipping a hand into Castian's coat and changing out the salvage token for his. <laughs> and suddenly Laris hairs on the other side of the comm. No! Yeah. Laris, I need you to find Calrissian now, and I want you to stun him. We can reactivate the bounty cell. Mr. Calrissian has left the Howling Gundark. Where is he? I'm not aware. Lady Luck GLC, that's his. That's his. He exchanged the salvage token in my pocket for one of his. 
That does not sound like Mr. Calrissian. Then tell me, where is he? Try to get a hold of him. He's been at your beck and call, so how hard could it be to send a message and have him answer? Mr. Calrissian has ended his contract with our services. I need you to use the logical part of your brain to think this over. I held on to the salvage token ever since it was given to me. Lando was the only one that could change it out. Now, suddenly, when I put it on the ship and activate... Sir, I'm afraid there, there is somebody at the Howling Gundark. I need to go. Yes! Castian is activating his lightsaber, and he's not stabbing at the slicer's folly. Instead, he's just attacking the air around him in this scream of, in this, in this beautiful moment of adult tantrum. And then he finally stops gasping for breath. And then he looks down towards the token and just slices it in half. It doesn't matter, though, because the damage is already done. Yes, unfortunately, once a salvage token has been placed and the beacon has been activated, it doesn't matter what happens to that salvage token until a new record is made of ownership being transferred. That ship belongs to Lady Luck GLC. I got pickpocketed by Lando Calrissian. Oh. Are, are, are you okay? I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Cassian is looking around on top of the slicer's foley for any holes into the ship. Clearly, there had to be something since the Celestian took stuff out of it. Well, he was cutting into the deck plating right there. You are standing above a hole in the ship. Yeah, Cassian is going to jump down into the ship in frustration and mumbles to himself, Things go missing sometimes from ships. It's not like someone has a record of everything that was on this thing. Let's find something for Nera Solbright so she doesn't kill me. <laughs> so clearly she wants the entire ship. I can't get her the entire ship. I can't even get her that. I don't even have a speed a speeder to use to haul a lot of it. So I'm looking for something that looks expensive that I can carry. We'll make it perception. I will say that your encounter with the Seleustian is over. So you no longer have all of the setback dice. However, it is dark, and of course, the ship is just absolutely ransacked. One part, it was a crashed ship. One part, it's been subjected to the extreme atmosphere of Doran. So it'll be hard. Uh, one success, two threats. So Castian is looking around the best as he can. Again, he doesn't really have his flashlight, so he's using his lightsaber. And perhaps it is because you are using a lightsaber that you are drawn to a smaller room. Maybe it was once some kind of quarters on the Slicer's Folly. And you see a door that has been bent badly in its frame. You actually have to use your lightsaber to cut through the door in order to get inside. But there's something that makes you want to go in. And when you go inside, one entire wall of this room is like a Jedi shrine. Obviously, it is dusty. Things are broken. But you recognize the glyphs and the runes that are carved into this. Oh, it's a stone. It's a giant stone wall? Yes. Obviously, not originally part of the ship. Something that was harvested from elsewhere and brought on board. How heavy is it? Very. <laughs> Like, even that Seleustian's trailer and land speeder wouldn't have been able to transport this, even if he'd been able to get it out of the ship. Castian is taking a step back, and he's activating his data pad. He's using night vision to take a picture with his data pad, mm -hmm. which does not do the glyphs justice, but he's trying to get as much of it as he can. 
And a couple of things pop up of interest, even in the night vision. The low light that is used to capture the image reflects off of some kind of crystalline object in the shrine. And when you look closer, you know, you take down your data pad and you look closer, it's not a crystal. It's not a kyber crystal or anything like that. Rather, it is a holocron. Obviously damaged, there is a deep crack running through it. You have found something very weird and something that is portable. Is it a Jedi holocron or a Sith holocron? I've seen Sith before, but is this cubed or triangle? Cubed. Cassian is just kind of stunned as his mind tries to make sense of what are the chances that he would, he would get this job and find this right here. And he reaches out and he takes hold of this holocron almost as if it is a, a, a dove with a broken wing. And he immediately wraps it around uh, a spare shirt that he had in his pack and, and, and puts it in his pack pack. And then he's just looking around for just more – just taking in this entire room, mm-hmm. just seeing – so clearly this room was meant for stuff that the Separatists had taken from the Jedi at some point. So he's just trying to collect everything he can just mentally of being this close to the Jedi and kind of having flashbacks to when he was, in fact, at the temple. Most things are broken, much of it even beyond recognition. There's rubble strewn across the floor. You kick some of it aside at one point and it rolls – Awkwardly, because it's actually half of a bust of a human face. And and like so much in this room, it strikes you as strangely familiar. Can I use lore to try to decipher it? Yes, you can. How hard is this? Average. I got three successes. You pick the bust up and you're holding it in one hand and holding your lightsaber over in the other just so you'd have enough light. And you kind of twist it this way and that way. And you finally recognize this face. It's a memory that you draw deep from your childhood, not from your time as a slave, but that brief, happy time when you were studying with the Jedi. This was a name and a figure that was cloaked in secrecy. But like all kids, as soon as somebody says, no, you can't look into that, a group of you were curious. You and Nienna, you snuck into the library and you looked up more about this figure, this fallen Jedi, one of the few to not just leave the Jedi Order, but actively work against it, becoming part of the Separatists that fought against the Republic during the Clone Wars. Dooku. Cassian lets go of the bust and lets it fall to the ground, shattering. And then he just slowly spins around, just kind of taking everything in before mumbling. Oh, I see this was your collection, perhaps? Interesting. As you're looking around this room, and obviously extremely tempted to stay and try to learn everything you can from this decrepit wreck, especially before anybody else from this Lady Luck GLC shows up to claim their actual salvage, your communicator beeps. Yes? Sir, I have both good news and bad news. You found Lando and killed him? No. What's the good news? What's the bad news? The good news is that it does seem that the Imperial officials that have come to Doran are capable of being bribed. Okay, and the bad news? Without the payout from Nira Sabright, I have no credits with which to bribe them. How much do I need to get you? A few hundred credits should suffice. And if you had any beyond that, it would go a long way towards paying the rest of your rent for this month. What happened to Lando? You, you were supposed to drop him off at Canto Bight. 
the payment from Mr. Calrissian is already being reinvested into new opportunities. And where is Lando? Once a passenger has left the ship, it is not my business what they are up to. He conned us, Laris. I do not believe so. I have gone through the rest of the ship and nothing of mine has been removed or altered or tampered with in any way. Well, this job is a bust because of him, Laris. He conned me. That does seem accurate. <sighs> I'll need to walk there, so it's about two hours walking uh, to get to you. So I will see what I can. I do have a couple credit sticks here. I can't really see how much is on them, but perhaps you could scan them when I get there. That sounds acceptable. And I'll see precious metals. He did, the Gungan brought a precious metals. I'll be back and I'm bringing some precious metals with me. And Castiel is turning off his communicator. And yeah, that Gungan brought up precious metals. He's guessing that these Imperials would probably question why the hell we would have like artifacts from the ship. That and Lando could probably later on come back and say, we stole an artifact from the ship. But a precious metal is a precious metal. So Castian is going to look for precious metals. Let's make that skullduggery. This is easy. Merely one purple die, except so that you can have some more destiny points in play. I'm going to flip over a destiny point. So upgrade that single purple die to a red. Uh, one success. You dig through the cargo hold of the Slicer's Folly and uncover a cargo container that does have a couple of boxes of precious metals. Castian tries to lift the box, but I'm guessing it's way too heavy. It's quite heavy. So what he's doing is he's opening the box and he's taking a bar of whatever looks the nicest. He's not a, he's not a mineral guy. <laughs> Actually, um, I'm going to say um, from his time within the mine as an asteroid miner, he would know that some, which mineral is more expensive. You absolutely would. If you had the time and the inclination, you could dig through this and find the most valuable metal in there because you're absolutely right. You are familiar with ores from your time in the, the asteroid mines. However, that takes time and effort. What doesn't take time and effort is finding a bar of gold. Takes the gold, rolls his eyes, throws it in the back of his backpack, and he's heading out. And then he stops in front of that doorway with all the Jedi artifacts. And he knows Lando, or whoever owns Lady Luck GLC, probably won't use artifacts. They would sell them, maybe on the black market, but actually one of the biggest purchasers of the black market Jedi goods are Imperials, the Inquisitors. And Castian kind of just turns back towards that door. Destroy. Castian... That's a small smirk touches lips. He activates his blade. And you don't enter the room. The camera just stays outside, but all you hear is the slicing of a lightsaber and the crumbling of stone and a small chuckle escape him. And as Cassian walks out, he reaches into his back pocket, pulls out a grenade, just tosses it over his shoulder, and he's just walking. That cool man doesn't look at explosion sort of thing. And he climbs up as that beep sounds. It's not like a thermal detonator, but it's a nice enough explosion that it took out that room. Take a point of conflict for the sheer pettiness of all of this. And then with that, Castian is making his way through the sands of Doran, heading towards the city. And if he can flag down a speeder on his way there, great. But if not, he's just walking. After walking for about an hour... A traveling merchant on a speeder does pass you by and offers you a ride back to Dorshan. 
Much appreciated. And then Castian just like sits on the back of his cart and travels that way, allowing for his feet to rest, which is good because they're starting to blister. And you are dropped back off in the bazaar of Dorshan. And Castian is making sure his rebreather is fastened on his face. That's the one good thing about the uh, rebreather. It kind of hides your face. As you are navigating through the bazaar, heading towards the spaceport, you see a familiar cape sweeping through the crowd, heading towards the nearest cantina. Oh yeah, Castian's following. Castian has to follow. As you start to follow him, I want you to know that there are Imperial officials crawling through the capital city, many of them flanked with stormtroopers. That's fine. Castian is going to walk behind Lando as much as he can and then press his blade against his back. You need to roll me some stealth to see if you can pull one over on Lando Calrissian. Of course. What am I rolling against? Three red dice. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to upgrade my green into a yellow. One success, three threats. The moment that you step up to Lando with your blade drawn, he begins engaging in conversation with an Imperial officer. Ah, my friend, it is so good to see you. And he looks over his shoulder, feeling something in his back, and he breaks into a grin as he recognizes you. And speaking of friends, can I introduce you to my good pal, Gorin? Gorin just... He looks towards the, it's an Imperial officer? Yes. Looks towards Lando, and then the blade slips into his sleeve. He, I should tell you, is a member of the crew of one of the finest ships in this sector. Isn't that right, Gorin? Yes, Mr. Lando. Oh, there's no need for such formalities, and he claps you hard on the back. I make sure he doesn't steal anything, but Castian is gritting his teeth. Now, have you enjoyed your business here on Doran, Gorin? Ha! Ah, Doran, Gorin, ha <laughs> He and the Imperial laugh. Miss Jane wanted to know if you were still in need of going to Canto Bite. Alas, as much as I enjoyed Captain Jane's company, I am afraid that luck is a fickle lady. And I feel like... I'm being called to stay on the fine planet of Doran. Oh, what would you do here? I mean, there's nothing much, there's nothing but storms and, 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 and rebreathers. I feel like this is a lucky place to be. I'm sure you do. And I know that my friends here in the Empire, they will appreciate the influx of cash that someone of my stature brings to the taxpayers of Doran. Castian looks towards the officer. If these Keldor would actually pay their taxes, that would be true. Well, Mr. Lando, I just wanted to say it was great playing Sabak with you, and I look forward to taking a shot at you again when the time comes. <laughs> I always liked you, Gorin. You're a good sport. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Sir, I say as I bow my head towards the Imperial officer and just turn away seething and i just walk away and i'm moving towards laris and she is back on the howling gundark waiting for you are there imperials since she said they were waiting for a bribe they're not standing guard at the ship or anything 
But before you're able to enter the spaceport, you do pass several Imperials and there's several just kind of milling about. Castian is just going to keep it calm and he's just going to keep walking. He's keeping an eye out uh, the best he can to see if anybody is acting out of an ordinary, just to make sure that this isn't a setup. Nothing. So Castian's entering the ship, make sure there's no Imperials around, and then says, Jane! And she comes from the bridge. I found our friend Lando Calrissian. He's going to stay here. He says that Lady Luck is fickle, and he feels that he's going to be rich because he stole from me. He pulls out a golden bar and thrusts it in her hands. I believe technically he stole from Nira Sabright, although even technically that is not correct, as under the laws of salvage, until there is a salvage token placed, it does not belong to anyone. Laris, this was not a win. Why would Nira Sabright hire me if I lose jobs? Just people like Lando. Here, and there's gold. It's the only one I could have carried. All the rest of the medals were too heavy. But would that be enough to bribe an official? Most likely. I have not actually ever engaged in bribery in a physical manner like this. It has always been transferred to the appropriate officials over the Allow me. It's easy. You don't say much. Just go up to him, hold out the gold bar, and say, for your approval, sir, we offer you the sample. He's going to nod his head, say very good, and walk away, and then within a couple minutes, we're going to get word that we are able to leave the station. That seems deceptively simple. Welcome to the land of bribery. And Cassian is going to just walk away and enter his room and set his pack down. And he is just so angry at this point. As you are walking away, Laris goes down the ramp. And a couple of minutes later, she makes the announcement over the ship's intercom. We have been cleared for takeoff. As I feel the rumble as the ship's engines begin and we start to rise, I reach into my pack and I pull out that holocron. And I'm just staring at it. Nira Solbright's going to be angry. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot, Star Wars Force and Destiny podcast. You can now find all episodes on the Fandible Solo Shot podcast feed on iTunes and all other podcasting platforms. Please subscribe and leave us a review to help new listeners find us for their Star Wars actual play fix. You can also find us on Twitter at Soloshot Podcast. And if you enjoy the stories we tell here and on the rest of the Fandible Podcast Network, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash fandible. Thanks again, and may the Force be with you always.